Hey ladies, I know that you're going to enjoy today's conversation with Malia Diana. She is such a sweet spirit. I love her voice, by the way. <laughs> it's so soothing, but she's an author and she is a relationship coach and a podcaster. And I just really enjoyed coming from the health series conversation just around what it's like when we're talking about spiritual health and then also relationship health. So she shares her story of being married and not being married and singleness and then the healing process in between and just the journey that she's gone down. And what I love about my guests, they're so much like me in the fact that the reason why we serve and do what we do is because of what we have experienced. And it's such a blessing that she's out there serving and loving on other women who have experienced toxic and extremely unhealthy relationships. So I hope you enjoy it today. Before I share it with you, I want to read an interview. You guys have shown up for me and this podcast so well and continuing to uh, write reviews. Did I say interview? I think I did. <laughs> I'm going to share a review now. This is the Raw Real Michelle, y'all. Nothing fancy up in here. So listen, I want to share it with you because this is important that y'all do go and you write the reviews so that more women can hear. And there is one that says authenticity. So I am not going to go back and edit that part just because I want to continue <laughs> the realness. All right. So here's the review today from Sarah G. Incredibly helpful. I was stuck breaking promises to myself and hating myself more and more every day. With Michelle's inspiration, I was able to get out of my head and realize what alcohol was doing to me. Her faith-based teaching was a game changer for me. I'm truly thankful for Michelle and what she has done to help me choose a different path. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm so blessed and honored that you have been encouraged by this, that you will continue to be encouraged. And I'm telling you, y'all... <laughs> If it was not for my faith, I would still be struggling. Like, I truly believe that this is the missing key that so many other teachers and leaders, like there's some really great tools and strategies. And yes, there's a lot of things you can do on your own. Don't get me wrong. Like we're strong. God made us strong. But he made us to be in relationship with him and allow him to be our strength and our weakness. And I just know without a doubt that that is the key and I'm going to keep teaching it. I'm going to keep sharing it and I'm going to keep shining my light. So thank you for being here. Please continue to share and write those reviews, ladies. I am grateful for you. So here's our episode. Hey sister, do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're living each day over and over on a loop? Maybe you feel like a failure because you keep telling yourself that today will be different. You wake up each morning hoping to do better, but when the afternoon rolls around, all your promises to yourself are shot. And society screams, you deserve to have that drink, eat that piece of cake, and scroll mindlessly through social media. Hi, I'm Michelle Porterfield, certified mindset and breakthrough coach, mom of three, former daily wine drinker, excuse maker, and promise breaker. Coffee's my jam, dry shampoo is my BFF, and I am so glad you're here. I have created this community to help you walk in faith towards freedom from alcohol and other strongholds like it. 
Together, we will work to show you your value, your strengths, and your ability to overcome. So pop in your earbuds and go for a walk or buckle up for your commute. Girl, get ready for straight talk and the truth because it's time to elevate your mindset, develop healthy routines, and begin to thrive alcohol-free. Hey sisters, today I am with a friend of mine, Malia. She is an international and best-selling author. author. I'm so glad to have her here. She's a Christian certified counselor, award-winning writer. She's a relationship and dating coach and a podcaster. She has spent over 14 years in medical and the fitness field, a licensed physical therapist assistant, certified ACSM trainer, and a training specialist. She has so many certifications and just like the fact that she's here in our health series she has so many different places of her heart that she can share and I'm so excited to have her here so hello Malia thanks for joining me today thank you so much for having me you're so welcome so um, as you know we chatted a little bit I'm doing a health series this month Mm -hmm. and I believe that health is a simple word, but yet it's very complex when it comes to all pieces and parts of health and how we take action and how we can really create a life of fulfillment. So tell me a little bit more about you and what health means to you. And then we're going to explore a little bit about, I think, relationships today. Okay. Yeah. So health to me is being healthy and whole in all areas meaning every part, not just one part, which a lot of people just do. Maybe even if you go to the doctor, they're only looking at one part of you. They're not looking at you as a whole. So whole meaning spiritually first and foremost, emotionally, mentally, and physically. I want to bring all those four aspects to the table because without the whole healing as a whole unit, as a whole person, something's going to lack. I totally agree. So do you have um, sort of like a, a way that you approach it with, is there, is there like a thing such as we'll do this first and do this next, or how can we approach health when we're looking at it from that angle? You know, I look at it, I always go back to, I mean, people come to me for relationship and dating advice, right? But I always go back to the root cause of some of the things that maybe are happening in our life or how we're reacting or what happened because all those stem from usually our childhood or stuff we're carrying around that we don't even really even know we're carrying around. So I always start with your childhood and getting back into those things because we actually carry those things around without even noticing it, you know, and and it's just, it comes up so much that you always have to go backwards in order to go frontwards. So that's how I kind of approach everything and then just kind of dwindle from there. And then we get into the the health part and the mental part, all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. Cause it's, it's cool how a lot of times too, I like the fact that when we do work on a specific area, yeah, there's the other areas they'll rise up too. Oh Yeah but we have to really, I was just doing a kind of a deeper dive values exercise with a client earlier. And that's how we were approaching it. It's like, you know, we're going to focus on this thing, but, Mm -hmm. and we're just dialing it up a little bit because we, you know, our brains and our desires are like, I want to go from a one to 10, like right now. Yep. (laughs) But 
in reality. And what my, what I said was I can't build biceps in a day, you know, right. (laughs) I kind of, you know, I love the physical health analogy too, is like, it takes time and it takes practice and it takes progress. So how do we, how can we dive into the conversation? We were chatting a little bit before. I want to talk about relationships. And if I have women listening, I think they're in a couple of different camps. I think we have some that have gone through some major struggles, some mm-hmm. challenges in their, in their lives and their marriages. And they may be in the season of singleness because of divorce. And then I also have women who are in marriages and all different seasons of marriage, whether they are continuing to grow and are really working on that, or they've come out of a season of yuck, as I call mm-hmm. it. And you know, I really want my marriage to be better. We've committed to each other, but like, like how and what can I do? So help us out a little bit. Well, I've been on both spectrums. <laughs> I have my major healing when I got, when I truly got serious about my walk with the Lord was when I was actually single. I came out of a very toxic relationship with a man and I had to kind of ask myself, why was I allowing this? Why was I attracting these kind of men to my life? And I had to take accountability for myself. And that was a huge revelation for me. Um, I was calling myself a Christian, but not truly walking the walk. I mean, this man and I got saved together. We got baptized together, but doing things we weren't supposed to be doing. So I had to get out of that. I had to get out of that. And I finally broke it off after two years. And it was that soul just devastating part. It was excruciating, excruciating. Cause you know, when your soul ties with somebody, when you're sharing yourself with somebody that you're not married with and you're breaking away from that, that is a very hard thing to get over but I did it. I did it with Jesus's help. And that's when I did the most healing was with him and getting to a place of my worth is in Christ and not a man, not in people and coming to him and laying my burdens, laying all these things out on me. And when I gave all my heart to Jesus, that's when he, they, he shows you, you know, he heals our wounds. So he showed me, these are areas that I needed to work on. As I started working on that, you know, I obviously was praying for my husband. <laughs> I have been actually for years and I wanted, I wanted a godly man. I wanted somebody chasing after Jesus like I was, and I wasn't going to settle for anything less. And I got it, you know, I got it. And it was, it was a very, it's a very awesome story. If you ever want to have me back on, I'll tell you about that. Mm-hmm. But so uh, being in both, there's struggles in both of the seasons. There's struggles in that season, that singleness too. And there's struggles in that marriage. I mean, my husband and I, he's an amazing guy, but we have our struggles. We go through our ups and downs, but because we have Jesus and God in the center of our relationship, we don't run to external things for internal problems. We run to each other. We pray together. We, I pray, you know, without him, you know, we're doing it single, but we're also doing it together. But most importantly, we're including God as part of our relationship because it's a Trinity, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for Mm -hmm. sharing that because I feel like that brings a unique perspective. So once you realize, okay, I had, you know, I have to, I need to, I want to, I'm feeling called. I've got to break it off with this man. Mm. I've got to, you know, being in this singleness, I love that you said, why was I allowing this? Because I think it all comes back to owning 
our mm. choices, owning the actions we take, you know, to me, that's the first step in freedom is like, raise your hand and go, uh, yeah, this is me. I did yeah. this, you know, yeah. not blaming someone else. Yeah. And then processing the healing. So like, what would you say to someone that, you know, understands, you know, God, the relationship, you know, understanding that we do need to cultivate that relationship, but in the hurt and in the singleness, mm. how would they, how do they, um, I always say, how do you praise him in the wait when you're mm. praying for this future husband? Like, what are some of the tools and the, the advice that you give people? I, I want to make it, you know, I want people to come to him. I think so many times we want to skip that part. <laughs> we just want to go straight to the dating and that is great. Like I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're in that place, but if you don't do your healing, you're going to con continue to attract that kind of man in your life. And that was one of the realizations that God gave me <laughs> like, listen, you have to, like, again, I said, you have to go backwards in order to go frontwards. You're going to have to go back. And why are you allowing that? Like I had, what was I allowing? And it always starts there. It, it starts there because if we skip that process, we're going to continue to go around that same mountain over and over again. And it's not going to produce any fruitful results because we're going to keep finding ourselves in that situation and not be able to, you know, get there. But in the waiting, I mean, that's hard. The waiting is hard, right? I have a lot of clients say, well, I'm just going to wait for him to come to me. And I'm like, okay, well, I love that, but you have to put yourself out there. You, you know, and I tell my women too, it's okay to make the first move, but let him lead, let him court you. And I think that's where a lot of us get it wrong. We start chasing the man and that's not our role, but it is okay. You do have to put yourself out there. And I think so many of us are scared because we're hurt. We've been hurt. We're so scared. Well, but that's not going to, you're not going to find love if you're so scared to never put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. you, you, have a time, you have a timeline. Like when you, when people have gone through these really struggle, you know, struggles really probably a nice word for these mm. extreme toxic, unhealthy relationships. Like I know that we can't put a time stamp on healing, but like, right. and then what does that even look like? You know, do you recommend someone coming out of the relationship? Like, yes, I highly recommend a coach or a therapist or getting in a small group Bible study. Like what are some tangible things that she can work on? And then like, how does she know when she's can date again or is time? Yeah, <laughs> those are loaded questions. <laughs> I'm actually coming up. I'm building a course right now to help women, more women. It's men too, but going back to getting rooted in him first, it's not, we have to get back to that. So it's spending time with him. It's praying with him. It's allowing God to be your source first and foremost, because when you start getting into that and knowing your identity in Christ and knowing, Hey, he talks, he starts speaking to me. I start hearing it. He's confirming these things. When you have that kind of relationship with Jesus, you don't need to have the man will come. The man will come. And I think when you're, when you're truly happy with yourself, you don't, you're not going to be like looking, you're not going to be out in a hunt. It'll come. It'll come when you're ready, when he knows that you're ready and you're still prayful and you're just, you know, yeah, definitely go to Bible study. I'm all about, you know, Bible studies, find a church that is teaching the word of God that believes that Jesus is the son of man. Cause there's a lot of false prophets out there. There's a lot of false churches out there. So you have to be careful what you're putting in your brain, which are allowing in your spirit. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, and it's interesting that we are talking about this because I was just talking with a client today as well about, mm-hmm. you know, knowing God and like now becoming more aware of like his blessings and like, okay, wow, this is really how I'm seeing like him in my life to yeah. really cultivating a relationship. And I think a lot of women struggle with like the how. And for me, I really just like to look at it as in like, well, how would you get to know a, a female friend? You know, you ask mm-hmm. questions, mm-hmm. You start to have conversations, you know, same thing. I know that he's not really available to see and touch and feel, but like everything we need to know is in the Bible. I use a Bible app because I love the simplicity of it. Right. Um, and then just being full of the gratitude and like you said, looking for it. And then I will say a lot of times when we say, especially those of us who like, oh yeah, God said, or I heard him say, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say, I've never actually heard the voice like Michelle, you know, <laughs> but I see it in, you know, conversations with other women. I mm-hmm. see it in the happened to be the devotional or the verse that came up. I'm like, oh man, Lord, that's what I was just praying about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Or I was just talking about this with a friend yesterday or, you know, uh, uh, so a podcast I listened to. It's like he yep. can show us mm-hmm. and open this if we're looking for it. So then exactly. the other thing I said is, Lord, show me. Right. Like, show me. Yeah. And I say that too, like our, our spiritual eyes and ears have to be open and they're open by spending time with him, by knowing him, who he is. It's not just, I'm going to read a quick devotional and be done for the day. Like it's like really spending time with him, getting to know him. That's when our eyes and ears are open more to receive those. And he just confirmations come all the time in different ways for everybody comes differently. Mm-hmm. And just like you said, that confirmation through other people, through scripture, through a book, you know, I hear the gentle whispers of, you know, the Holy spirit. So we all hear and see it differently. And that's the beautiful part of each of us having that relationship with him. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So then what do we do or what does she do? Um, cause I plan on staying married forever. So <laughs> what does she do if, um, like she's like, okay, I've been through these several relationships. I realized that I was allowing this. I've gone through, you know, I'm doing the work. Obviously if you're listening, if you, if you haven't done the work, you have, um, Malia and myself here right now. Mm-hmm. So you can always reach out to us and I'll give you her information when we're done. But because that a lot of times it is someone that you can open up and share with and hear from a new perspective of like, Hey, tell me, mm-hmm. you know, let me help you see some patterns and things. But mm-hmm. I want to go like, cause I remember this, I did not learn this before my marriage, but I remember learning this in, I think it was like a marriage series. And I've been telling my girls this, you had said something about <laughs> praying, praying for your future husband. But then I've, all, I've often heard leadership say, get to becoming the woman that you mm. want to be in order to, for God to bring in the future spouse. Because we cannot mold them and make them, and then we know when we get married, sure as heck can't change them. Mm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, can I get a witness? Can I get an amen? Uh-huh. <laughs> So, and it's like, whoo, when we finally like say, whoo, okay, good. I'm not, I'm like, oh, okay, God, it's not my responsibility to change my husband. Right. My responsibility to love him and allow you to change him on your timing. Yeah. So then 
it goes back to me. So what can women do? You know, they've, they've gone through the relationships, they're in the way, but they've, they've really done the work. Like, how do you, in these, we're 2021. I have no idea. Mm. Like, what do they do and how do they prepare to date and connect with men these days and to find that right one? Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a tough world out there, <laughs> especially when COVID hit and nobody was allowed to really meet. But I said, hey, you know, look at it as an opportunity not to be fleshy either, because I, we could maybe connect you and I like on a Zoom call like this and actually talk to each other and get to know each other. Um, I tell my ladies too, don't make it like an interview, like, you know, <laughs> like 50 checkbox. And, and if you're looking for a checkbox, if you're looking for he has to be this tall and, and he has to make this kind of money and this kind of education like that right there for your checklist has to go out the window. Cause like God doesn't keep a checklist of us. So we have to throw that checklist out. That is a big, big, big one for a lot of people. But when you do your healing, you're going to know, you're going to know what kind of man, what type of questions when you do your healing, you're going to, be able to recognize that when, when you do your healing, when you're out there searching and, and it's, you know, let's be honest, the, <laughs> the dating apps are, are harsh. <laughs> I, you know, I had a single friend, I was at her house a few months ago and she was just showing me some of these apps. And I was like, this is unbelievable because you don't know anybody really. And you have to be truly, truly prepared and guard your heart when you're going out on these dates, because Again, there's a lot of, uh, you know, false out there. And again, it comes back to maybe even going out on a group date. Uh, a lot of the churches sometimes have programs. They have single mingles and stuff like that. Like meetups are always really good ways to, to communicate and to kind of meet some people out and about in a group setting. You know, I always, I always say to try to go for that. Yeah, for sure. I was just thinking, I've, I've got a friend who has gone through this process and she actually met someone uh, right before quarantine. Um, mm -hmm. And they really did like each other and they were hitting it off. And I think she'd been through, you know, many dates to where she was like, okay, I think this guy might be, you know, legit. Because <laughs> yeah. she had plenty of the, the not so goods. And, but it was funny because she had to make a decision of like, okay, because of this, like, we're going to kind of be exclusive. Mm -hmm. That's cool with you because of my job and I'm in healthcare and like, I can't have you dating other people. And like, what does this yeah. look like? And it's funny because they have now grown together and they're very serious, mm -hmm. but it was kind of neat because I feel like some of us might even like tiptoe around commitment because that like mm. underneath like those limiting beliefs and those fears keep popping back up. Yep. And so that's where I feel like we're constantly needing to revisit the personal growth and going back to self and going back to like, okay, how, what am I believing about this? You know, what am I afraid of? Like, why am I, you know, pushing this person away? Or like really knowing to me, I mean, for me, boundaries are a big deal. Mm -hmm. I'm, sure you, I'm sure you have sort of like a conversation with your clients of like, hey, okay, so what are your non-negotiables? Yeah, I was just about to say, I work on my ladies with her deal breakers. No, absolutely no, your deal breakers. And I'm not talking about 
a 50 page list of deal breakers, like your top three. And one of those was for me was he had had a relationship with God. Like I had to see it. It wasn't only just, Oh, I'm a Christian, but it's really, I wanted to see him praying and it's the fruit of the spirit. Right. <laughs> and that was one of my deal breakers. I had to have that. I had to have that. That was, I wasn't going to settle for anything less than that. So knowing your deal breakers, like you said, your boundaries before pursuing before, you know, and don't, don't tippy-toe around it. Don't tippy-toe around it. Like you said, you know, and we're going to, stuff's going to come up because people have been hurt. They're scared to get in another relationship, but that is when you're on the same level with somebody as far as if they're wanting kids, if they're not wanting kids, if they're wanting marriage, if they're not wanting marriage, like those are the things right away that you should be on the same level with mm -hmm. right away. If, if they're not on that level, if there's, I'm just here for fun and you're looking for marriage. Why, why get into that? <laughs> you know, why, why save yourself the heartache? It's not worth it. It is not worth it. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the deal breakers that you, you had or that you've heard? Cause I know a lot of times women have thoughts and they're like, they feel kind of embarrassed about it. And I like to just put it out there cause then they don't feel like they're alone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want, I want my ladies to have real strong deal breakers. Not he has to make five, five figures. That's not, not, if that's a deal breaker, I mean, that's, you could be re missing out on a really, really, truly awesome person, a really good hearted man that you really, really want anyway more than somebody that could take care of you. I mean, obviously when you want, he's supposed to take care of you, but does he really have to be so rich? <laughs> you know, just things like that. I want it to be realistic deal breakers. Um, again, mine was he had a relationship with God. Another one was I didn't want to have any more kids. I was set on that. Now, if the Lord wanted to change that later on down the road, he might've done that. But at that point in time, I was pretty set on, I didn't want to have any more kids. And I actually dated somebody before my husband and we were getting pretty serious. And he told me, no, it didn't make sense. But I saw the way he looked at children and the way he were, and I knew it. And I had to walk away from that relationship. And it was, it was tough. It was tough. He was probably the first guy that I dated really Christian rooted. He showed me a lot. And, you know, sometimes these men, people come in our lives for a season, they show us something. And I held on to that. So I'm very thankful for that relationship because he showed me, this is what it's supposed to look like, you know, and things sometimes don't work out and you're going to have to walk away, but more power to you because you're close. You're that much closer to your husband. Hmm. No, as soon as you start healing, you're going to know what to look for. You're going to know what you want. You're going to know what God wants for you because of that, because of all those trials, they don't go wasted unless you waste them and you keep repeating those same mistakes. It's never wasted. So take it and, you know, turn it into a positive. Mm, I love mm -hmm. that. I'm so mm. glad you shared that piece because it would be, I think it would be easy for a woman to have gone into that. This, oh, here's this great Christian man and we're yeah. close and then he wants, and then they just automatically think, well, I'm doomed. I'm never going to meet my husband. Like that's, yeah. that's it. He was the one. And what we really need to ask ourselves is like, okay, what did I learn from this experience? How exactly. can I take this into my next relationship? Mm -hmm. Because like you said, if we're, if we're working on our spiritual relationship with the Lord, then 
he will continue to show us, no, I've got more for you, daughter. Right. Exactly. That wasn't, that wasn't the end. Why would I have allowed you to go through this and be like, uh, surprise, it's over. No, I've still got the man for you. What did you learn? So, yeah, exactly. exactly. And just you having that awareness. Cause I mean, how many times, I mean, I can raise my hand and definitely back in the day, <laughs> did I compromise? Oh yeah. And, and, and go deeper in relationships, even though I knew that I knew that I knew mm-hmm. that, that was either a deal breaker or whatever. And you mean, yeah. you could have easily just been like, ah, well, he'll just, he'll get over having kids. But then that could have been a huge, huge, mm. like major break and issue in the marriage. Don't you agree? Huge. It's huge. We, my husband and I were watching a show the other night because I, I sometimes watch these you know, the reality things just to do some research because I, I just, I, I love it. I just love to see people's, their emotions, like what they deal with on a daily basis. And it's just nice to just, uh, just research. And I, he sat and watched it with me. And that was one of the things with the marriage. I said, why would somebody get into something knowing, I mean, we want love so bad. Like you said, we're willing to sacrifice and then we're going to get hurt later on down the road. That's why it's so important to do that healing with God you know, with that Holy spirit. Well, and building it on trust and honesty mm. and integrity, you know, that's where I believe really in that process of the healing and the growing and in the weight, mm-hmm. really deciding, you know, what are my values? What means the most to me? Exactly. So that I, when I go into this, if I see this conflict, because we, we can sometimes fool ourselves that it's going to go away. <laughs> Yeah. Where to get better. Oh, it's okay. It's no big, no big deal. But I'm telling you, if you are completely out of an alignment with like your values and your core yeah. beliefs, it's not going away and you're going to be miserable. They're going to be miserable or it's going to end up in a break anyway. Right. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. So what is marriage? Like why is marriage such a big deal anyway? I think people take it too lightly these days. You know, they look at, oh, I'll just get a divorce. It's an option because yeah, we make it an option. It's, it can't be an option in a marriage. It's work. It is work. You know, being married. I mean, I only wanted to be married one time. My husband was married before, but I was like, this is it. <laughs> I waited till 37 till I got married. And no, it's not always going to be easy. And you know what too is, I'm not perfect. He's not perfect. Even though we're chasing after God, even though we're Christians, we're not perfect. We're going to have flaws. And I think if we're, if we're looking for that perfect man or woman that none exist. So you, you might stay single forever. If you're thinking that they could again, go back to the checklist because <laughs> we, I can't do that. I mean, you possibly, you can't fill that, that checklist out. So again, I think it comes down to, well, if something came up, is that really a big issue? Or you might want to ask yourself, why did that affect me so much? Why do I care so much about that? So there might still need work more in you to get over things, some triggers or something that's going on. Sometimes it's not always the other person. That's how we react to it or how we got triggered from it. That's a lot of things that came up, you know, getting into relationships. Yeah. You know? Well, and what's to me, if, if marriage is not sacred or like really precious, yeah. then just don't do it. Right. 
Yeah. I mean, that's my thing. It's like, exactly. just, just leave that off the table, you know, and you know, there again, you have to live aligned with your values. And, you know, mm-hmm. I, be- I believe though, that when you are cultivating a relationship with God, then he will, he'll soften your heart and begin to yeah. show you the, the importance of marriage and that, that commitment. And then also understanding, it was funny that you said, I just visualized the checklist thing. I'm thinking, good grief, I would be like, if somebody just turn it around, right? What if oh. I'm in there and some dude is like near in the Exactly. Okay, ma'am, you are going to stay at this weight for the rest of our lives. Um, you know, this, this, and this, or whatever their checklist mm-hmm. is too, or like this monetary thing, like you said, money, that's kind of a big deal. And I think that's more with women and men later in their lives. Right. Oh, they got to make a certain amount or whatever. But it's like, if that feels very uncomfortable or like, whoa, I wouldn't want that. Somebody exactly. Me, then we don't need to do it either. Yeah. Yeah. I actually talk about that too. I've, I've done a couple I write for some um, magazine articles and some of the articles I wrote, I'm like, let's reverse it. If these, if this guy did this to you, just like you said, how would you feel? Because it's not always, I mean, it's for the men too. I have a huge heart for men. There's a lot of great men out there looking for godly women. Yeah. You know? So we have to be that for the guy too. It just can't be one way. It's gotta be both ways. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. When I think about even where I'm at now, so I'm 46. I actually got married later. I was 28, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's kind of late. A lot of people get married in their early twenties. I met my husband when I was 25 and I can just tell you if we were have had, had an imaginary checklist or if we would have had some sort of standards, then Mm -hmm. we would not be together because both of us are extremely different in 19 years of marriage. And there's been some really good seasons of like, mm. okay. And then there's some, been some really hard, hard seasons where I've had a lot of, you know, doubt Doubt. and discouragement mm-hmm. and like, are we, you know, is it even worth it? And I think a lot of times too, and this is maybe what we can kind of, you know, as we kind of finish up or go mm. like the enemy is, is, intention is to to separate to destroy to discourage from the inside out and i know for me there was a lot of seasons of extreme discouragement even where i was thinking you know maybe even as switching gears to being a married woman Mm -hmm. the like okay even visualizing like what would life be like not being married you know could i navigate this and like this whole crazy well, would it be better? Cause this is not going well. And then I realized, you know, going through that, it was causing, you know, uh, effect on my physical health and my emotional health. Mm-hmm. And then I also realized, guess what, guess what I wasn't doing. I wasn't praying, spending praying. time with God. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Cause there again, I knew that I knew I was getting very selfish mm. it was all about me. And then I realized, oh, wow. And obviously too, we can layer this and you can kind of, I know this is, I'm like swirling a little bit, but uh, exercise was huge for me in my mental Mm. health. Like if I don't move my body, my head is not healthy. Yep. That's why I I have the fitness and the health medical field and all that. That is a huge part of my life. And that is just one area, that physical aspect. 
Oh, it's, I said, even if you go out for 10 minutes, just do something. It, it releases toxins. It releases emotions that you sometimes just can't get maybe even out on paper. You know, I want you to do that too, but the physical aspect of it is huge. So I'm glad that you realize that and you did that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of times too, we say there again, we get closed minded when it comes to health. It's like, okay, I, then I have to follow this pattern and this plan or mm -hmm. call it a workout or whatever. And it's like, I've really learned, especially in different like cycles, you know, as being a female, my mm -hmm. monthly cycle, you know, how I need to move my body differently depending on what season I'm in, you know, and all, all I need to know is, you know, am I, am I sleeping properly? Am I moving my body? Mm -hmm. And to sort of have that little, like, even like a healthy trigger and reminder when I start to get discouraged and I start thinking about more of what's not working than what is working. Mm -hmm. And I need to go back in and check and say, okay, Michelle, is there like a checklist that you have that you could say, Hey, like a daily check-in when it comes to health for women? I think that's going to be different for everybody. Um, I mean, that's something I definitely work on, but yeah, I mean, it's not just the physical aspect, but it's also what you're putting in your mouth and when you're putting it in your mouth. And you know, if you're, there's food allergies out there, there's all kinds of things you react to. Um, but that has a lot to do too with how you're feeling. If you're sluggish, you know, there's so many different aspects of it in the physical aspect of it. You know? Yeah. That's the thing about it is, mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't want women listening to feel overwhelmed by it. Right. Because it is such a, it's a broad topic. And you know, what if, you know, she's, she's out here, she's tired she's you know my lady could still be drinking daily and then when yeah. she's drinking she's probably not eating as well either you mm -hmm. know she's not sleeping as well waking up in the middle of the night she mm -hmm. is not um, moving her body as much and she's feeling a lot of guilt and detachment you know i know what i would do um and it's usually the first thing for me is you know really like raising that hand of surrender and saying, you know what? I got all kinds of stuff not balancing in my life. What can I do first? I think my first thing would be, you know, obviously, all right, I need to like really talk to God. Yep. Really work on that. And then I'm going to be honest with you. I think even more to begin with, because we can't just magically help our sleep. I, I think it is moving your body for me, for me. You know, and it does when you, when you move your body, you know, it doesn't have to be so dramatic. I think people were like, oh, they get, I mean, you see these workouts and they're really tough workouts. I used to do these, those boot camps and, you know, pushing tires and I'm a little five, four petite, hundred and ten pound person. Like I had no business doing those things and it caused chronic issues that I'm dealing with now. So I deal with chronic pain. My husband deals with chronic pain. So that in itself to try to move with that, those kind of issues is difficult, but I still move. I still make the move. Like you said, if my energy's up, okay, I'm going to go an extra 10 minutes. If I'm not feeling it, I'm just going to do 10 minutes and I'm going to be okay with that. I moved today. Try to get to that place. Try to just make little goals, little goals, little day by day, and then grow on that. 
because if we, I think if we set these goals, intentions too far in advance and we don't hit them, we're automatically like, oh, never mind, I'm not going to be able to do this. And then we just fall it off, fall off again. But you're right. First thing, go to God. That is the first thing I do every morning. Come to Him, journal, then move. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had an interview a couple of weeks ago <clears throat> with one of my clients. And I think that you could relate to this too, of like how when you're starting something new, whether it's uh, choosing to eat a certain way, exercise a certain way, the spiritual, the journaling, she mm -hmm. used the word, it felt very like mechanical and awkward. And so I want to highlight that again, because mm -hmm. I'm sure you experienced that even in the dating part, right? Oh yeah. Like we, it, feels just because it feels awkward and like mechanical and uncomfortable doesn't that's not your sign to stop exactly so being uncomfortable is changing being uncomfortable is pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone so if you're not up for the challenge you're just gonna, gonna kind of stay where you're at and stay complacent we're meant for more but i think i don't i embrace change i've always been i i like it some people do not like it so it's harder for those type of people to embrace the change but as you do it it starts becoming a habit as you do it as you do it little by little by little mm -hmm. you know yeah i used to say that that i didn't like change and then i would say well i like change as long as it's my idea <laughs> as long as it's comfortable <laughs> yeah so it's funny how through the years the little and all that is that little vague language right yeah that comes from that comes from you know for me it was more of a control Mm -hmm. I needed to control things. Don't be changing stuff if I can't control it. And then when I work, you know, I'm working on the control part, but that's the thing too. I think anything new, I mean, if we're not willing to get a little uncomfortable and we're not willing to get awkward, if we're talking about whether it's journaling or any walking or dating, like then obviously we're not ready to really enjoy our life. Right. No, I mean, you're right. To me, it's that simple. It is. Sometimes, sometimes I think, you know, I, I like to give a little tough love. Because mm -hmm. we get so, you know, into the excuses. Yeah. And the whole, this excuse of, you know, oh, it's so hard. And we've talked about this before too. Like, well, which card do you want? Right. There's, do you want a hard crying over it or hard, you know, being happy about it? And, you know, and I think a lot of people, they don't, you know, and everybody says they don't want to go to that pain point. And I think even like with your clients and my clients, like a lot of them want to work with me and they're scared to go there. And I said, if you don't get vulnerable enough, if you don't get to those pain points and bring them to the light, you're going to stay stuck. And I mean, you call you know, you're reaching out, you want help, but like, what is stopping you? If there's always that fear, those, like you said, those subconscious beliefs, all those things always go back to childhood all these things so but you have to you have to be willing to get uncomfortable mm -hmm. that's bottom line and that's anything in life yeah and just understanding like you're not gonna die mm -hmm. and the more you and a lot of it is we haven't been taught this is a whole nother conversation yeah, yeah. we haven't been taught how to really express in a healthy timely way 
the mm -hmm. emotions and we're talking any emotions, you know, we're not really taught that because we're, we're, we're pushed back a lot of times, whether it be childhood, teachers, coaches, parents, ourselves. Yeah. And so there's this fear of touching that pain mm -hmm. yet. That is exactly where the freedom is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's funny. I made a, a reference in my book about my husband who, who was in the United States Marine Corps for eight years. And that was one of the things of learning and being married to him was that was learning his triggers and my triggers and all these things going through that. But that I, I finally got it. Like maybe he shut down and I raised my voice or if I get, you know, I talk with my hands, I'm Italian, you know, and I, I have a lot of emotion behind it and it, it didn't mean anything against him, but that triggered him. And so as we did our healing together and, you know, did a lot of work together in our marriage, that was one of the things that come up. I was like, oh, I get it now. So when like, you understand those or where they're coming from, you're like, oh, he was screamed out for eight years in the Marine Corps. His ex-wife threw dishes across the room, you know, so he gets jarred with those triggers because of those things are happening. So I make a conscious effort now of, okay, I have to be a little, I have to be gentle with him sometimes. I'm not always gentle. I mean, <laughs> you know, we're not perfect, but I've learned that those are the things that you do learn in being in relationships. Mm -hmm. You use mm -hmm. the word understanding. And I think that's the biggest thing is like having true understanding, especially in relationships. Yeah. And that takes, yeah. that takes time. It does take time and learning each other and being vulnerable to each other too, and going in those places to each other that you don't necessarily want to go to, you know, if, even if you're abused or anything in your back in your childhood or anything, those things need to come up. I think if we hide them too, the devil's going to just have a field day with it also get you in your mind and get you in those areas. So yeah, it's being vulnerable to your partner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, tell us about how um, we can find you because I know there's so much more that you have on your podcast. So tell, tell the listeners where they can find you if they want to hear more. I do. My podcast is called the vertical relationship show. And you, the, the best way to find me is MaliaDiana.com. You could find my Facebook group in there. You could connect with me, book a call with me. That is usually the best way. Everything's on there. <laughs> MaliaDiana.com and the podcast. Perfect. And yeah. I will uh, put those links in the show notes. Thank so it'll be a little you. easier for people to click. Thank you. I know we just kind of had just a, a fun little chat about all yeah. things health and relationships. And I think it was great. I enjoyed having you here and I look forward to um, learning more about you. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook. I will pop the link in the show notes. And don't forget, if you know someone that would enjoy or benefit from this podcast, share it with them and take a screenshot and post it in your Instagram stories and tag me. It's time to take back our power, ladies, and be set free. Until next time, stay blessed. Michelle.